Hello, hello, and welcome to Intentional Sounding. It's the Patriots Bashing Podcast. I'm your host, Draw Play Dave Rapocio, and with me, as always, is the shampoo bottle that you read when you forget your phone and you have to take a shit. Sam Grezis. Wait, you do that too? We've talked about Everybody this. Everybody talked this. about this. We had, oh God, what was that episode? It was like we were ranking a whole bunch I of think- random things in the offseason when. We I'm pretty about... sure we were ranking things that we would read while taking a dump mm-hmm. or something like that. And the ingredients to the shampoo bottle. That's such a friggin', friggin' workhorse of the team right there. Always there. Because they're you. always close to the tub. And you're like, oh, God, what's in range? Uh, like the drawers and stuff that might have magazines are over there. Uh, what's what's within my hand's reach? Oh, it's a shampoo bottle. I'm going to read the back of No More Tears. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Depending on where your uh, toilet is situated, it could be hair gel, toothpaste, uh, any kind of, like, moisturizing lotion or, you know, conditioner. All, all those, all those bad boys. The best are, and I don't know if you have this, we have this, as we have a small stack of local alternative weekly newspapers ah, right yeah, next yeah, yeah. to are john and i've read many of them countless times mm-hmm. like i don't know how many times i've read the same movie reviews from may 2017 those movies are already out <laughs> i've already seen them but i keep reading the reviews because i forgot my phone and i can't get up because situation is happening yep yep there's a there is a situation happening in your butt in my butt and exiting my butt mm-hmm this is football podcast. This is a football podcast. This is a Patriots bashing podcast. This is a Patriots bashing podcast. But we will get to that segment. Let's start with all the good. Yes. There was so much this week. There was much good. I would say Saturday was not that good, but Sunday was probably one of the best Sundays all year. Maybe the best Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. It was it was all killer, no filler Sunday. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Well, do we want not that many games, but two great ones? Do we want to? Do we want to start with the the best game of the week first, or do we want to work our way up to that? I I feel like we have to just start with the best game of the week. That that was kind of my, my game thought as well. Honestly, about. yeah, that's yeah. the only game people were talking about the next day. Really, outside yep. like Jacksonville fans and Jaguars fans, mm-hmm. nobody else. Was no, everyone was talking about Viking Saints? Yep, because it is an all-time playoff classic. Oh my god, it was so damn good. I just wanna, I just wanna state for the for the fucking record that <laughs> as soon as the Saints kicked that field goal to go up, I did, I did tweet. A lot of time left for future Hall of Famer Case Keenum. You did. I, I did. I, listen, I just want to I want to make sure that people know that I did that. Yes, it was mostly a joke. But the fact that I made that joke means that I get to claim after the fact that it totally wasn't a joke. And I believed he could do it the whole time. Good for you, Sam. Uh, I'm proud of you for calling this. Jesus. Fucking. I mean, I, listen, the thing was, Case Keenan wow. had been playing good that whole game. Mm-hmm. <sighs> this is This is like the one playoff game every year that reminds you why football is good yeah yes absolutely especially especially teams like the saints and the vikings 
who don't really have – I guess the Vikings have more of a traveling fan base. Like they have more fans across the country than the Saints do. But not many people I know personally are – were actively rooting for either the Vikings or the Saints. With, I'm, with the exception of like Marcus who's a friend of the show and a great guy. Sorry, Marcus. But, uh, but like people were watching this game. Most people were watching this game just like – looking for like awesome football shit to happen those are the yeah. best ones and it delivered absolutely this game was so good like oh my god like who all right so the rest of the game eh. let's talk about the play well no no, no i don't, I don't know rest of the game yeah. i don't know rest we of the can, game we uh. can we can talk about the rest of the game. okay let's, let's just talk about the play yeah okay let's just okay. talk about the goddamn for play. sure for sure um so i wasn't looking <laughs> i was at the gym i was at the gym watching this game and i had to stop my workout because i was like oh this is like two minutes left it's close what what whatever what the hell i i turned i saw the beginning of the game mm-hmm. the very beginning of the mm-hmm. game like i missed a little bit and then i saw the vikings go out to like the 17 yeah like 17 lead. nil at the half and, I, and i'm like okay it's just gonna be a blowout all right, and I stopped. I like turned off the stream for a little while so I could get some work done, mm-hmm. and I decided to check back in like the the fourth quarter, and I'm like, "Whoa, what the hell happened? This game is close now. The Saints had they were about to go ahead with yeah. the go ahead touchdown to go up twenty one to twenty. Right. I was like, "Okay, I got to turn the game back on." And I I turned the stream back on. And I just sort of like kept it off to the side and kept my eye on it. And then I'm like, all right, so the Vikings are going to do typical Vikings thing here. They're going to blow it. Mm-hmm. This is this is who the Vikings are. This is their identity as a franchise. They are choke artists. This is embarrassing. Especially in uh-huh. the playoffs. Yeah. At least the Saints team is likable, and I can root for this Saints team. Uh-huh. You know, not wouldn't have been my first pick, but hey, that's... Ha- oh, whoa, the Vikings actually made that field goal. Wait a minute, what? <laughs> that, that wasn't supposed to happen. They were supposed no. to dunk that field goal. I see that field goal, and I'm like, oh, they're totally going to shank There's it. no way. No no one kick. thought that field goal was this going in. This is how it's going to happen. Everyone, It's going to be a shank. Everyone's going to make Blair Walsh jokes on Twitter. Yep. I had mine all queued up. sitting in, Still sitting in your drafts folder, I'm sure. And then they made the kick. Like, 50-something yard kick. And I was like, it was fifty. Whoa. I think it was from 56. Right, like it was. It was, it was a hell of a kick, yeah, and and it had yeah, it, was, it, it was, had like it had the leg to to be more. I don't know if he had the wind with like him or not, but it could have been yarder, a sixty yarder, so yeah. yeah, for sure. Just so right that, down the pipe. I was like, whoa, the Vikings are wow. That I guess they made it more interesting, but they just left like a minute and a half for Drew Brees. Uh-huh. So obviously they're just going to choke it on defense and that's how they're going to be sad. And well, then that's kind of what happened. Well, all the Saints the needed Saints was a field marched, goal, right? To to yep. win the game. Just march, march down the field. They get their field goal and it's like, oh, okay. That's that's how it ends. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a heartbreaker. It, it really is a heartbreaker. I'm sorry, Vikings. Um... Uh, all right, I'll get my Vikings laughy tweets all lined up. Yeah, there you and, go. And I was literally trying to think of a funny tweet to make fun of the Vikings 
when I hear <laughs> my downstairs neighbor go, oh my god! And I look back at the screen and Diggs is running into the end zone. I was like, what the fuck? What just happened? Yeah. What? I... What? What just? What did I just miss? Oh no! I did. I did what your downstairs neighbor did, except I was at the gym doing it. I. I was. <laughs> I was the only one. But I was like, oh my god! Like people did look at me, but most of the other people were watching the TV, so at least they knew what I was yelling about. Not just like. <laughs> god i was imagining people on the treadmills just being like oh my god and just like getting getting looks oh my god isn't a very good thing to scream at the gym no it it works no i i can understand oh my god oh my the pump such heavy reps such get get those heavy reps so many lift God, do do you even lift God, Stefan Diggs and Case Keenum? I want to talk a little bit about the specific play because when it happened, like I saw it in real time, and this is one of the things that like you could see in real time the first time you saw it. Like you didn't need slow mo for it. So the Viking, or, I'm sorry, the Saints defenders kind of like slipped and missed tackles. There were two safeties that had kind of a play on digs that may have, like, saved the touchdown, but would have, like, I mean, they would have knocked him out of bounds. Um, Yeah. And and they fell over. And you could see the moment where Diggs was like, I don't need to go out of bounds. I don't need to set up a field. I can just keep... There's yeah, no one else he, here. It, I could just he go. It happen. He bends down. He puts his hand on the ground, and it's that moment where he's like, "I'm gone." Yeah, I'm. This is it. I just all I have to do is run forward. Not even all that fast. Uh, it was so damn good. It was so damn so good. I, I heard this argument the like at the day after it happened, and at my first thought was, "All right, this is just hyperbole and recency bias." But then. Uh-huh. I started thinking about it later. And the argument is, was somebody asked the question, is this the worst defensive play in a playoff game? And my, again, my initial reaction was, oh, come on. Like that, that just happened. Let's not overreact here. It was a bad play. And then I sat there. I'm like, is there a, A it's hard to pinpoint. What's worse. It's hard to pinpoint single defensive, like failures. I think think, personally, right. Amazing stellar plays in the playoffs they're either amazing defensive plays like for example james harrison's 100 yard interception return or or the butler interception they're amazing offensive plays because and usually they're amazing offensive plays not because the defense fucked up right but because the offense did something remarkable like um like the helmet catch right that was sure Eli escaping the defense. That really wasn't the defense's on on the Patriots' fault. Really, it was. Yeah, like the the only two that popped into my head immediately were Asante Samuel's dropped interception from two thousand seven. Yeah, which yes. would have won the game. Yes, but again, that that probably was a difficult catch for him to make. Right. So it's... I'm not really blaming that then that was more Eli having a bad throw than just a bad defensive play mm-hmm. and then the other one that popped in my head was Leon Lett's 
fumble against the Bills when it was Cowboys Bills when he sure. he got the fumble runs it back towards the end zone starts celebrating and then the Bills guy strips it from him causing a touchback Bills yeah. get the ball back yeah yeah which is super dumb and boneheaded but ultimately didn't matter at all in the game because the Bills still got destroyed so my my argument this lost the game I, well but did it though did it yes I, directly. I don't. It, it, I don't know if you the can. The miss directly led to the Vikings winning. Could the Vikings have won if he had made the tackle? Yes. It right. Would have been much harder. That's, so that's that's the my only thing. Play directly led to the Vikings winning the game. Sure. I just. I. I have trouble. I mean, I have trouble on something like this when, like, that play happens all all the time. It's not an extraordinary. It's not an extraordinary defensive breakdown, right? It's it's just like someone stumbled and like missed a tackle. That shit happens every third play in the NFL. It's just when it, it is a make or break play, it's more um it's more visible and it matters more, right? So I don't I think it is interesting that he had no help behind him. Yeah, that's true. L- like, the Saints knew where the field goal, where the Vikings more or less had to get to. Uh-huh. And there was nobody behind Marcus Williams. Right. Yeah, it was... Now, he's the safety. He was the last line of defense, but he, it felt like there should have been someone else kind of close. Yeah, yeah, just like, to protect against something like that. Maybe that person wouldn't have caught them, but it felt like there should have been someone else kind of close. And I know Marcus Williams took out his own teammate, but honestly, even if he didn't, I don't think that teammate was going to catch no. Diggs down the sideline. No. Diggs had a head start, and he was – It. I mean, he's really goddamn fast. So, right. <laughs> I, it's 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 just tough for me to like if you're saying like the worst defensive play in the playoffs, right? It's it might be like the biggest like failure, right? Like, but I I, I have trouble with the word worst because I would put that the fumble, the touchback fumble, above that because it was much more of a boneheaded play. You know what I mean? I I don't mm-hmm. think. I don't think the defensive play on, you know, on Case Keenum's amazing, you know, last second touchdown pass to uh, Stefan Diggs, I don't think the defensive play was incredibly out of the ordinary, you know? I just, I, I have I have trouble framing it that way, at least for me. I can't think of anything worse i don't know what marcus williams was thinking he went i like the tackle attempt was it was poorly aimed yeah it was true i mean he didn't come he went in the exact opposite direction Diggs went Diggs went like up and he went low and down off to the opposite side yeah no i mean Diggs (laughs) didn't attempt he, he wasn't looking like he didn't like look at what he was doing. He just lowered his head and tried to do the ram thing mm-hmm. completely in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. He like he doesn't like look. He doesn't try and like open his arms and wrap up. It's like he was going for the hit and he aimed completely off. It it was not a good defensive play whatsoever. I'm not saying it was. I'm not saying it was. No. But I, but I, I, get I think you. it's I think it's the context. Yeah, yeah, and, and like 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 that's the thing. Yeah, with with all these 
all these kinds of plays happen in the regular season and stuff, or like in the second quarter and everything. And it doesn't mean as much because context matters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's there have been longer touchdown returns than James Harrison's 100 yard interception return. Right. But there's never been one in the Super Bowl before halftime like that. Yeah. There have been a lot of plays where defenders have whiffed or messed up in some way and the receiver's gone all the way. It has never happened in a playoff game to win a team who was desperate the mm-hmm. game. Like, yes. Yeah. That context may make this the worst defensive play in the playoffs that I can think of. I will say, I, I I know a lot of pundits like this week have been kind of keying in on the defense and like what went wrong, what went wrong. A lot of them are saying that he just kind of fell down, which to me makes a little bit more sense, like watching the play and what, what he kind of did and the way his body moved. Like if he just kind of stumbled or something was weird with his leg and that's just kind of what what happened i like i don't know man i don't know what was going on there but like when i when i read that i was like to me that makes a little bit more sense than thinking a professional well, football player went I, I for know a tackle, exactly but... what happened because i this this is going to go up after to uh thursday's comic goes up uh-huh. so i can tell you oh exactly yeah what please please you will have already read the comic at this point, correct? Yes. Anyway, he was bending over because he was distracted on the ground because the Geico Gecko was there saying, hey, did you know you could save 15% or more on your car insurance? And he was really impressed and just <laughs> didn't notice Dick. <laughs> That's what happened. Sure. Yeah. This is a distracting little guy. You don't want to step on him. You don't want to no. step on him. You got to be careful. You know, like when you're running real fast down the sidewalk oh, and then you see like some dog poo or something and you're like oh and you got to adjust your gait and you're not ready for it and you just kind of stumble awkwardly and everyone kind of stares at you yeah and you might not even go down no but you make a scene well and if you're running at full speed that's a completely different story too right you kind of at some point you do kind of have to bail just to stop yourself from landing in that dog poo or on that beloved insurance mascot character right yep like just going to the ground in a safe way is is the only way to or the quickest way to stop yourself rather so that makes that makes a lot of sense there's another thing i was thinking of when i was making the comic and thinking about this play and everything Mm -hmm. it's and it's it's the playoff legacy of the saints I feel yeah. like the Super Bowl has glossed over the fact that this team has suffered some horrible playoff exits in the past decade. It's it's very they, true. They they got the Super Bowl and we're all like, "Yay, good for you. You did it for New Orleans." All Katrina and Drew Brees and Sean Payton and hooray. And it's great. But then since then, they've had 3 of these nicknamed plays. And when you have a play against you that's it's been bad. nicknamed, which means it's going down, <laughs> yeah. it's got its own Wikipedia page, that shit yeah. is part... That sh- that's lore now. Yeah, that's you're NFL in the can. Lore. Yeah. They've had three of these moments in the past decade. They had the Beastquake. Mm-hmm. Beastquake happened against the Saints. They were favored going into the game, and then... Marshawn Lynch had one of the greatest moments in playoff God. history. I mean, in football them. history, that run is, is a thing of beauty. When I am sad, I will watch that run. 
Mm-hmm. And then, a few years later, they had the catch part three God. with the game against the uh, 49ers, where it was a back-and-forth battle, and then, like... Four touchdowns got scored in the last two minutes with, like, Alex Smith and then the throw to Vernon Davis into the end zone Mm -hmm. to win the game. Like, that's another heartbreaking exit for a good football team. And then this year we have what appears to be already dubbed the Minneapolis Miracle. Oh, I did? Okay, so I was going to say I didn't know the nickname yet. I didn't know we had decided on one. I'm I'm for the Minneapolis Miracle. That one's good. It, it's a good name. Um, it it came about in the uh, Vikings broadcast. Uh, the guy who was calling the game. He he's just like it's a Minneapolis miracle, and I'm like, oh yeah. Can I, well, that's what it's going to be called. Can now. I pitch another nickname? What? Uh, Stefan digs the Saints' grave, and murder was the case. Keenum, you think that'll fit? You think that'll fit on, on the, oh, uh, on the. Think that'll? No. no. Do you like? Do you like? Is you th- was that a good one? No. Did you? Okay. <laughs> I, I I mean, I I appreciated the attempt to pun. It it needs to be a little. He's just Work. I'll workshop it. I'll workshop it and come back next week. I think there's something you could work with there, but <laughs> there's a, it there's needs a, nugget. a lot of editing. <laughs> Like, you got all the raw footage, but then you got to find the movie in it, you know? Sure. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Fair enough. Anyway, no, no. I, I was thinking the same thing about the Saints because I was, again, I was kind of like flipping through the feeds of, it was so much fun flipping through the feeds of Drew from Deadspin and Marcus uh, Gilmer um, because one is a Vikings fan, one is a Saints fan. They're both like, not like... I wouldn't call them long-suffering franchises because they're, like, successful and historically successful and ha- have had um, success the recently. The Vikings are absolutely a long-suffering franchise <sighs> because they've never gone all the way. I guess, yeah, well, and that's the thing. It's, lo- everything is relative, they've, right? They're but, not They're not the Browns where yeah. they've spent the entire time in a ditch. Yeah. They're, a, they're more the cock-blocked uh, kind of snake-bitten. Right. Where they have success, but then it ends horribly before they can uh, reach the summit of the mountain. Sure. So it's it's two different kinds of suffering. Like, you, you have the suffering where you're just homeless and you're just on the street every day. Just every day is death. Mm-hmm. You, you don't mm-hmm. know where your meal's going to come. And then there's, like, the, the suffering where you think you got everything together and then all of a sudden you discover your wife's cheating on you and you get... and you lose the house or... Like you're, you get addicted to drugs and you lose everything. Like it's a different it's, kind of depression, right? It's 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 instead of not having anything, it's losing something that you had or yeah. you thought you had. So yeah, no, and, I'm, I'm in with many you. ways. Sometimes I don't even know which one is worse. Yeah, I mean because... it depends, right? It's it's your it's your frame of of reference. Yeah, when you're a Browns fan, you can at some point embrace the suck and kind of. L- at some live. point, you kind of get used to your situation. You're yeah. Like, right, well, this is my life now. Whereas the other situation, you keep getting teased. And that's getting teased and not getting anything sucks. It, it sucks. There's there's a there's a sort of stability that comes with going 0-16, I guess, is yeah, what is what we're trying to say. Yeah, there is a consi- – you can count on it. When – 
when hope lives, you know, <laughs> when hope lives like three states away, you know, at some point you can just get used to it. Uh, but so, so what I would, the point that I was kind of coming to with that was I was thinking about the saints and like, I, I had the thought like, oh yeah, you know, it sucks for them, but you know, they're, they, they've won the Super Bowl recently. And then I thought about it. No, they haven't. No, the, the recent, it was in Oh nine. It was, it was almost 10 it years. It was ago. almost a decade ago. Uh, the recent Saints recent history has been incredibly frustrating and and like oh you think you have this nice thing no 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 you can't have nice things no you play in a division with the Falcons like you 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 play in one of the strongest divisions in the NFL sorry sorry no can do and I, I just remember thinking that when Marcus, um, I think, tweeted something to the effect of like, oh, you know, th- th- that's a tough one, but no tougher than like it's been recently for the Saints. Or like, it, you know, this is tough, but but we're used to, to heartbreak. And I was like, no, you're not. And then I thought about it. And I was like, shit, I keep forgetting that the Saints are used to heartbreak. It, it's, it's not as low-key as some other like – perennially heartbroken teams uh but i i still think it bears mentioning that god that that one super bowl win makes us kind of forget that they've really suffered some other seasons yeah with just how they get kicked in the dick in the playoffs yes consistently they they they, they won the championship once but several other years they've uh peed blood because they've gotten kicked in the dick so hard Uh. A lot of dick kicking mm-hmm. in New Orleans mm-hmm. for many reasons. We're not king shaming. True, very true. That game was is fucking really, great. Is it even worth talking about the rest of that game? Because well, I mean, honestly, I will. I will say, like, I, I do like. I, it was awesome. That the Saints scored seventeen in the fourth quarter. I'm glad that it was a game, and I do want to like. Case Keenum looks good. Like he looks good. I, I know we're all waiting for him to, like, come back to Earth, but, like, how much more time do we need? Like, even if he lays an egg next, like, this coming weekend, what what else do you need? If he if he throws one touchdown... He's clearly proven he can play at a high level. Yeah. I think that's what this year has given us a takeaway for. He, he's proven he can play at a high he level. He beat Drew Brees. Doesn't mean he's a better quarterback than Drew Brees. Of course not, but... I mean, he beat Drew Brees in the playoffs. He is a playoff quarterback, and he's been playing at a consistently high level for like what eight consecutive weeks? Yeah, more. I mean, <laughs> shoot, it's 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 wild. And I again, like, we're gonna be talking about this next week because like there's there is a not non-zero chance that like. Yeah, he throws like three picks in the first quarter against the Eagles, you know, what whatever. But I I still do think that that not only is Case Keenum like, yeah, uh, you know, worthy of being a starting quarterback in the NFL, but also like I don't know, he might be one of the better ones. Like he might be above the the median, right? He probably is mm-hmm. as a matter of fact. Yeah. He might be where Sam thought Trevor Sibian actually. Yeah, was. don't we don't need to rehash that. Whole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh man, Trevor Simeon is the top fifteen quarterback. Early, Dave. early season, early season. Oh, it was so <laughs> idyllic and so nice. So at this point, obviously, I am rooting for the Vikings and the Jaguars. Yeah, please God, that's the dream scenario. Keenum, where I'm Keenum Bortles Super Bowl. Wins Hell that yes. Game. Hell yes. I want the Vikings to win for the history. And because they've suffered for a long time, I want the Jaguars to win for the memes. Oh, sure. I, yeah. I think out of the four remaining teams, the Vikings are in the situation where they have to win this more than the other three. Because, I mean, the Patriots, they're going to be the Patriots. They're going to be back next year. Yeah, yeah. If they don't win this one. No, they're whoop, yeah, whatever. whatever. If the Jaguars, the Jaguars are trending upward. They finally found a coach that knows how to use the talent uh-huh. on the team. Uh, this, if they can find a quarterback and they get some of their injured players back, oh, like geez. the Jaguars could make... very well stay a perennial competitor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Eagles are the same way. Like they don't have Carson Wentz this year. They're going to get him back next year. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. The, I don't see this team t- having too many things getting taken apart in the off season. So the Eagles will probably be competitors. The Vikings feel like they're on the precipice of having like things fall back down because one, it look from all accounts, it seems like offensive coordinator who's gotten a lot of credit for this Vikings turnaround. Pat Shermer is going to be the giants new coach. Yeah. Which yeah. I, I'll talk about when that all happens. Um, the Vikings are in a very odd position at the end of the season with in regards to Keenum and Bridgewater. And Bridgewater, right. Who stays? What's going to – like, there's a – like, right now, there's not a quarterback controversy. You just stick Keenum in there because this is win or go home. Right, of course. But what do you do for the future sort of deal? Keenum's Keenum can walk. Bridgewater can walk. Who do you retain? There's a lot of other talents on that team that they need to pay pretty soon. Uh-huh. So there's the Vikings feel like this is their best chance for the future. It may not be, but it feels like the window is starting to like loosen and yeah. might come back down real quick if they don't win it this season. I, I will say, and, and the two things that complicate that for me, one of them works in your favor and that's the Aaron Rodgers injury, right? And that that's the fact that, you know their their yes, division. That's true. They, their they division faced got an weaker. Easier division this year because Rogers died. The same thing, however, could be said for the Jaguars, and and the AFC South. Like the Colts. I mean, I no one knows what the Colts are going to look like every year because Andrew Luck's injury is a mystery. I, you know, I don't know. I yeah. freaking I don't know if he's ever going to play again. Uh, the Texans are going to have Deshaun Watson back, and he lit everything on fire for like the what two, three games he played. So I, I don't know. I mean, like the Jaguars are a young team, and they're only going to get better. But their division is going to be a little bit more competitive next year than it was this year. So I think that's something to note too. I'm like at this point, I am kind of like all in for for the Jaguars, not just because of the memes and not just because the good place will have to kind of reconfigure (laughs) their Jaguars references and Jaguars fandom. If they suddenly become a Super Bowl winning football team, (laughs) but, but also just because like, I do honestly think they are a fun, talented and just like 
deserving football team. I man, I've been like, I I will, I will own my bandwagon like status. I will own my bandwagon status. But this isn't the first time I've said this about the Jacksonville Jaguars, right? No, I I, I we've talked about this regular season how like, hey, they're good. Like they might yeah, make the Super legit. Bowl. Yeah, they're legit and they're fun to watch. So I'm like I, 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 I think that the Jaguars also have a bit of that kind of like win now mentality. I agree with you that the that it's more, much more severe with the Vikings, but I think I think the Jaguars have a bit of that too. Very very interesting situation. These yeah, I want these teams to win so badly i want the jaguars to win for the memes uh just god bortles oh versus god. case keenum bortles in the super bowl keenum. just well this is a world i want to live in here's here's the thing this, we we have to get past next week and bortles has to beat tom brady i was talking about this on twitter uh with like uh, some a writer for kotaku i think just tweeted something about like how the jaguars have to beat the patriots and i responded like the the awesome thing if that happens will be like anytime anyone says tom brady is the greatest of all time you <laughs> there's an instant response that no one can argue with he lost, he lost to blake, blake bortles, bortles in the 2017 af or 2018 afc championship game what do you say yep. to that i mean what count you the got, rings you, you got you got, you got nothing. I, I mean, you, you, you can say like count the rings, and then you just I, here. Here's the thing: like we 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 shouldn't go too far into this because we can go over this next week, if and when the impossible happens, right? But mm-hmm. we we can we should go through a guide, uh, if if the impossible happens, of like how to deal with Patriots fans uh, when they try to claim that Tom Brady is a better quarterback than Blake Bortles. We should. So just, just you know, mm. to, to do a yeah. public service. Speaking of the Jaguars, we should talk about the the Jaguars. Because that was Steelers the other game. really good the other game. Really good game. I I missed the very beginning of this game. Mm-hmm. I was sitting down. I was playing Zelda because I was kind of sick this weekend. I was just ill, just laying on the couch, and I I was playing some Zelda. I decided to look at my phone. I was like, "All oh, right, the game started a little earlier today," and <laughs> right. I see fourteen to nothing Jacksonville. Yeah. I was like, well, "We know how this that's is going." Intriguing. <laughs> <laughs> that's very interesting because I went into the game knowing Jacksonville had a decent chance to win, yeah, but not expecting them to. Mm-hmm. And I certainly didn't expect them to win in the fashion they did. Right? Yeah. Because I, if the Jaguars going to win, I expected it to look a little bit more like their win earlier this season, where they managed to shut the Steelers down mm-hmm. and they just kind of like worked up some points probably got a defensive score or two to like put him over the top of the offense. Wasn't going to do anything. Right. No, no, it was a shootout. No, it was a shootout. I, I will say, I don't think, and I mean, correct me if you disagree, right? Feel free. This game didn't feel like a three point game. Like the Jaguars no. couldn't put the Steelers away, but the Jaguars, I feel like were in, they kept, they kept, a strong enough lead the entire time that by the time the Steelers act, well, the Steelers got their, their close knit touchdown with like zero time left. Yeah. Right. Yes. Basically zero. It was was a garbage time. When they got that last touchdown, when the, like, I remember I wasn't feeling comfortable 
uh-huh. until Jacksonville got the field goal. Right. When Jacksonville yes. got the field goal with basically two minutes left, I'm like, okay, that's two scores. I don't see the Steelers coming back from that. Even if they score quickly, they would still need to get the onside kick and go back down the field and get, at minimum, a field goal just to send mm-hmm. it into overtime. Mm-hmm. So when, when Jackson got Jacksonville kept – every time the Steelers would score, Jacksonville would get another touchdown and stay just far enough ahead that the Steelers never really got a chance to, like, really catch their breath and, and – kind of plan something out yeah because they were always like right on the edge of the cliff and they and they kept like drifting there for a bit but after a while it just ended yeah and that was it i was i was more impressed that like even though the jaguars never really put the steelers away even like when time was running out right like they couldn't really kind of shut the door like push him off the cliff like it was blake bortles every single time that like when Ben Roethlisberger like threw a one of his like 60 yard impossible bombs to Antonio Brown like Blake Bortles would lead a methodical drive and like find some rookie wide receiver to like throw to to score then would score a touchdown it was amazing and it was like it was something that like yes it is very funny to make fun of Blake Bortles yes I do it too. It is great. And we will never stop. But at the same time, that kind of like leading answering drives is a very uh, important quality in your quarterback. Right? Yes. Like it's kind of something you want to see. And not every quarterback has that. Not every great quarterback has that. I don't know. You know what I love about this Jaguars team? Mm-hmm. They feel like the 2007 Giants. That's so I there's a great article in on Vice so Sports. many ways. Yep. I mean, obviously, Coughlin is there and yep. the team is very much built like that team and that it's a stifling defense that can just destroy everyone and an offense that's built around the run and minimizing the quarterback's uh, issue. Yeah, I was going to say it's is exactly <laughs> And they're a perpetual underdog mm-hmm. because of the quarterback that no one really takes them seriously. Even when they even but when they have good games, they still they're still they like the derpy it. quarterback, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so many people are looking at this game like it's Blake Bortles versus Tom Brady. It's it's not. really not. It's Tom Brady versus the Jaguars defense and then Blake Bortles versus the Patriots or really Leonard Fournette versus the Patriots front seven right like like yeah it this is the situation where the Patriots are favored the Patriots should win but this Jaguars team has a much better chance than anyone really wants to admit because all if the the Jaguar to win this game all they got to do is pressure Brady and Mm -hmm. Blake Bortles has to not fuck up. Yeah, too much. And if Blake Bortles manages the game, doesn't turn the ball over, doesn't make any stupid mistakes, they are built to eat the clock with Fournette, Mm -hmm. keep the ball out of Brady's hands. The defense is built to stifle the team. Like, this game, like because we know the Patriots' game plan is always take away what the other team does best 
and make the worst part beat you. Right. So obviously yeah. Belichick's going to focus on Fournette. Yes. So it really does kind of come down to if Blake Bortles is going to mess up. Uh-huh. But I think the team and the defense is good enough to keep this Jaguars team in the Patriots. And if and because they seem to thrive off being the underdog and being disrespected, it's it's almost a situation where this is honestly perfect. Like they they made a statement win against the Steelers this past weekend mm-hmm. and people are still just not expecting them to win. Nope. And if you don't expect them to use that shit, you don't watch athletes in professional sports because that that's a massive motivator for so many people. And that's how you that, that could be the deciding factor. It's, so if the Jaguars win this game, it really shouldn't surprise that many people. It's why the Eagles I know are doing Blake it. Bortles, LOL. It's just accept it. Yeah. There's more than just the quarterback. It's true. It's true. I listen. What I'll say first of all, it's it's why the Eagles are leaning in on this whole underdog thing with like Nick Foles in. Like even though they're the number one seed, Vegas doesn't want to bet on them, right? And so they're having like all their fans come to the come to the game with these like creepy dog masks, which like it's kind of fun. I appreciate that. I appreciate any kind of creepy. I, I like thing. fan weirdness. Yeah, it's fan nice. weirdness is good. But but at the same time, like that that's a total real thing. And the Jacksonville Jaguars have been riding that wave this whole season. They have been forged in the underdogness. The Eagles have merely adopted it. Kind of. Not really. The Eagles were like, yeah, we're the best. We're having fun. Yeah. And then they had to realize, oh, crap, now we're not the best. <laughs> yeah. Now we have <laughs> now we have to play a different card. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. I will say, I think that – and I, I always hesitate to make, like, predictions on the podcast because, like, I, they always bite me in, in the ass. But I do think that if – not even if if – Jacksonville doesn't have any turnovers. I think if Blake Bortles can throw a clean game, if he doesn't have a single interception, I think the Jags will win. I say I think it certainly gives them the ability to. Yeah. I mean, they proved that they can win a shootout <laughs> yeah, which, with a better <laughs> with thought? a better offensive team than the Patriots. Uh-huh. Like the Steelers offense yesterday was they were firing. They were. They were they were they looked pretty much what you want the that team to look like in terms of putting up points like the defense lost that game for the Steelers not yeah. the offense yes. which makes the firing of Todd Haley even funnier mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jeez, so like the Jaguars that. that like stop disrespecting them they can win I feel like they well keep you know what no keep no. keep disrespecting them yeah right keep <laughs> keep disrespecting them you know what the Jaguars they're trash they're trash they're garbage they don't belong here at all, they have absolutely no ability to beat the Feed Patriots. They're ju- this is just lucky fluke. It's all a bunch of crap. The Jaguars are trash. Feed the disrespect spirit bomb that Blake Bortles is about to throw on Tom Brady this whole week. Please trash the Jaguars everywhere. Go on like r slash Patriots or whatever the actual like New England Patriots Reddit is and just like. Throw your best Blake Bortles memes there. Use the word Bortles as a as a as a verb to mean fuck up. Use it a lot. I mean, if you want the Patriots to lose. The Patriots won't lose because the Jaguars Because they're trash. trash. 
Absolutely. I mean, look how lucky they got in this playoff team. I mean, they played the AFC South, which uh-huh. look at that garbage. Yeah. I mean, the Titans were trash. The the Colts were trash. The Texans were trash. The Texans started Tom Savage for most of the That's season. That's true. Like, yep. you win that division yep. and you're proud of it? Come on. Don't be proud of that. Like, mm-hmm. whoop-de-doo, 10 mm-hmm. games. You also lost to some really crap teams, Jaguars. Like, let's... Don't don't be impressed. And then you get the Bills, a team that was just happy to be there in the <laughs> first round. Yeah, that's it's some weak sauce. Uh, yep. And then the Steelers, they they play down to their opponents. It's true. They always, they always have. do. That's why you won. It didn't matter how good the team the Steelers were playing; they would have played at the same level. And you just happened to get an extra touchdown and stay ahead of at them. At the same the time, the Jaguars are crap. This is a this is a bunch of shit. The revenge narrative really did work against the Steelers because it's like, oh no, 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 let's just do a run back and do the same thing we did before. And and like try and play play the game the same way we did before and not throw five interceptions because no, we're 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 just better. We can do the same thing twice. And yeah, I mean they got their offense going, but no. No, that's not how that works. You got a game plan. Well, it's cuz they were trying for revenge against the wrong team. There you go. Yep. Yep. Uh, I loved watching the Steelers go down. It was so There's always that one home team that goes down in the divisional round, and this year it was the Steelers. And I'm very thankful for it because fuck the Steelers, I want to plug – there's this great article on Vice Sports. I want to see if I can't find it again Um, that is about, like, how the Jaguars have become America's team. It's, like, so – it's really – really good we we, it's the okay so the article is called we should all be rooting for the jaguars uh we should all be rooting for america's team the jacksonville jaguars it's by dave lozo uh was published uh three days ago as of recording time and it is wonderful and it made the point that i just like i struggle with this every fucking year every fucking year when it's an afc championship game that's you know Rapist Ben Roethlisberger versus Tom Brady, and I have to just pick one to root for. Like I, it, it, it. Thank you, thank you, Jacksonville Jaguars, for saving us, uh, decent NFL fans, from having to make that call. That's that's a decent. Point. I was gonna say, like, like I, have, I have, I have forgotten, I have forgotten, like an AFC championship game that wasn't that I didn't want a meteor to hit. Right. Like, yeah, not the best. Uh, anyway, just, just read the article guys. It's so, so good. And so true. Everyone should be rooting for the Jaguars, even though they don't deserve to be there. And the Vikings and the Vikings. Yes. And the Jaguars and the Vikings, Vikings, Jaguars and the Vikings, Keenum, Keenum Bortles bowl. They're kind of like the, the, the odd team out. They, they really are. Yep. Is that nobody's really paying attention to them, which I think works in their favor. That's honestly, very true. Because yep. everybody was overlooking them last week, and they even had the Falcons with like plus three over uh-huh. expected to win over the Eagles, uh-huh. a six seed over a one seed. And at the time, I was like, that's pretty disrespectful. Yeah. Like the Eagles are worse with Foles, but they're they're still a great team. Right, yes. They didn't get here simple only due to Carson Wentz. Like that's a great team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think 
Now, the game on Saturday didn't exactly instill a ton of confidence. Nor should it, right? <laughs> but this is definitely an Eagles team that probably deserves a little more respect than it's getting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and again, like we, were, like we were saying with the Jaguars, that generally does kind of feed like the team and give you some bulletin board material make you play better right like Mm -hmm. i don't i don't want to put too much on it but like the bills being like you know we're just happy to be here like and yeah like we deserve to be here but we're just happy to be here is not as much of a motivator as it is like they don't think we should be here like the rest of the world doesn't think we should be here. The rest of the world thinks we do not deserve to win a playoff game in the NFL. Let's fucking go out there and prove them wrong. Right? Let's yes. show them how fucking dope we are at football. Idiots. Amazing. Uh, yeah, and I, I it's just such a such a motivating factor and I I do think that like I mean, if the Patriots had any of that left, they don't anymore. Like, not even among Bostonians. Like, I, I haven't seen a single, like, Facebook post or tweet this year being like, they don't respect us or whatever. You know? So, so like, all that has kind of run out. I feel like, I feel like you kind of get that with the Vikings a little bit just because you get the jokes about playoff failure. Uh, and then, of course, you know, you got the Eagles, star quarterback goes down and then you got the jaguars who are the butt of everyone's jokes i just want i just want one of those three to win really just like please a team that's never won the super bowl before yeah if i can't have the jaguars can i have that (laughs) (laughs) probably not there's there was i mean there were saturday games we we touched briefly on falcons eagles which was kind of just a shit football game it was it really was and i mean it was it was fun clown ball like it was it was a lot of fun I it was goofy yeah there was that weird was ass weird, weird ass interception that wasn't at the half it was one of the actually one of the crazier football plays I've ever seen where it was like a sure interception I think it was uh, the cornerback Neil um, I can't remember his first name Bradley no no I'm thinking of Bradley Beal who played for the Wizards. Uh, no, uh, a a Falcons defensive back was, like, perfectly positioned to pick off a ball, and it just kind of, like, hit him in the chest or helmet, ricocheted off of him, and then an Eagles player just, like, caught it yeah. and ran for about, like, 30 yards or whatever. It was It's crazy. one of those fluke, fluke plays that you can't rely on happening but can win no. you a game in a weird situation like that. Yep. It's, and it what it did end up kind of being the difference. If yeah. it was an interception, he would have gone for six. Like yeah. he, there was no one there to stop him. And then there was one other game, and just like every year for the past seven years, yeah. there's three good football games, or at least three watchable football games, and then a boring ass the Patriots, Patriots blowout. Yeah. I and I I will own that I called this one wrong. I thought the Titans had a really good shot at, at beating the Patriots. I really did. I really fucking did. I thought if they ran up the gut with Derrick Henry enough that that the Patriots front seven would get tired and 
you know, maybe Marcus Mariota would have some open scrambling lanes. But the most that didn't interesting happen. thing about this game was that I guess it kind of got rid of Mike Malarkey. Yeah, which is good. I mean, so now I, like the Titans the play calling in that game because, sucked. Yeah, like the the Titans were they basically announced like after the game they're like, all right, we're gonna move forward with Mike Malarkey, and Titans fans were like. Eh. Uh, like, oh, well, can we get <laughs> yeah. a new OC? I, th- I saw a lot of Titans fans blaming their offensive coordinator, which, you know, sure. when you're a decent football fan, like when you're when you're a nothing casual, you blame the refs. When you're uh-huh. yeah. um, slightly smarter, you blame the players. And then when you're doing a you, live action you, galaxy brain meme, know, I, I love this. You know um, a fair amount about football. Uh, you blame your offensive coordinator. Uh-huh. And then when you know the most about football, you just kind of understand that sometimes things don't go your way. <laughs> yep, there you go. That's, That's the galaxy, galaxy brain when we finally brain. got there. Yep. But yep, yep. It, like the Vi- the Titans did not want to lose. They wanted Malarkey gone if only to get a different offensive system because Mariota absolutely probably needs a better offensive system than this. And yeah. I guess yep. they're going to get it. It sounds like they're in play for Josh McDaniels. I've heard, I've read some rumors oh, that geez, I Josh hope McDaniels not. actually kind of preferred the Titans to the Colts, who was who were the presumed favorites for McDaniels before this happened. Well, of course. So now I mean, Colts fans were are a... like, oh, uh, what? Oh, what, what now? Like, that's the coach we were supposed to get. What are we going to do? And then I hope McDaniels goes to the Titans because fuck the Colts. I don't. I'm I'm bored of the Colts. I don't I don't care about the Colts anymore. Have we all forgotten that Josh McDaniels is a bad football coach? Have we just like completely forgotten that? Every time I, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt because I'm like, all right, he. I feel like I'm crazy. I, I'm sorry. Like he's gotten mature, right? Because he had his failed stint in Denver where he was an absolute disaster. He, yeah. He has not had success anywhere, but the Patriots with Tom Brady, which and, is, the and you don't think that's a red flag where you wonder like, huh? Is it Josh McDaniels? Right. <laughs> I not, the fucking b- not really feeling Josh McDaniels. I, he like, he might end up being a good coach. I hope he does because I like the type hot commodity is kind of funny to me because we really don't, know how much he's good because when he hasn't had his golden boy throwing the ball he's sucked this is uh, we've talked about this before on this podcast and i've said it it is the biggest grift in the nfl and it's like anyone if you play under or are a coach or assistant coach for bill belichick like people will want you will have a long longer career in the nfl than you deserve because you people will think that like some of his like good football juice will have rubbed off on you and yeah you'll get a head coaching job at at the titans or with the colts or pretty much wherever if you're like if you're the offensive coordinator, even though you're holding a clipboard that's literally the backside of like the kids menu, the activity sheet from the kids menu at Denny's. Find the difference between these two photos. 
There are six important differences between these two photos. Can you find mm-hmm. them all? That's why it always looks like they're just just concentrating really, really hard. And that's also why they don't show you the backside of those clipboards on mm-hmm. the broadcasts. Mm-hmm. It's too embarrassing. They got to figure out the uh, the fifth difference because they can't figure out that there's a difference. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't get mm-hmm. it. And they're also mm-hmm. reading the family circus. Yeah. Oh man, that, that Jeffy, what a scamp! <laughs> Always causing trouble. <laughs> Their panels are circles. It's uh, that's so different. Uh... <laughs> hey, speaking oh, of coaches that I think are very mediocre or overrated, that people are very excited about, mm-hmm. and you might disagree with me on this, and you might even uh-huh. hate me for this, but I think that's John Gruden. <laughs> yeah, I listen. I I don't. I don't think John Gruden is that great a coach. He I had can't. success with the Raiders, which he deserves credit for. He didn't really win with the Buccaneers team that he made. He won with the Buccaneers right. team that Tony Dungy built, and then he got to play his old team, which didn't change anything in the Super Bowl. I mean, like the team without him, the Raiders team without him got to the Super Bowl. So to is that like a positive flag for John Gruden or is I, it a negative cuz I feel like it's kind of both. And then he didn't do shit with Tampa outside that first year. He he won the Super yeah. Bowl and then they just got slowly worse. So I think John Gruden is overrated and a hundred million dollars is ridiculous. That's a lot. Well, here's the thing that I, they would have had to pay that much money to tear him away from the, the booth. Right. Yeah. Like, cause he's always been talked about as, as this like great get and like, why would he, unless you pay him oodles and oodles of money, just all of the money. I, I can't, like i'm very very I, I like i'm 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 conflicted right because i really don't know like i don't have an opinion on john gruden football coach right i have an opinion on john gruden analyst and i love john gruden in the booth but i don't i, I don't have enough information like i yeah I, like i could totally see him like bombing out in one season Maybe not one season because, you know, you pay someone $100 million. You want to keep him around for a little bit longer. But They gave him a whole lot of money for a mild upgrade on Jack Del Rio. Yeah. That's what it felt like to me. It's just like, here's Jack Del Rio. Well, if Jack Del Rio is like a B minus, let's let's get out a B. (laughs) Did you see that that there was rumors that... Jack Del Rio was going to take Gruden's spot in the booth. That would probably work because Jack Del Rio yeah. is an entertaining dude. Yep. Yep. I, I mean, I'd be that, for it. That'd be a hell of a swap. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Sam, Jeez. there's... Yes. We're basically out of time, but I wanted to do one thing that isn't really football related that I just discovered about this week, and I just felt uh-huh. like I have to share my opinion. Um, Please. There's a phenomenon where people are eating Tide Pods. Oh, hell yeah. Like, like Tide detergent pods. like those definitely, a, definitely a real thing and not things something that teens are pretty much 
making up wholesale to make adults <laughs> kind of look really stupid. Yeah. For believing it. If anyone is eating Tide Pods, um, let them. Because yeah. <laughs> Shoot, we don't need, you go. Hell we yeah. don't need those people in our um society. If if you're actually eating Tide Pods, um bye. I mean one won't kill you, right? Uh, no, it, I don't think one will kill I you. I don't know if one will kill you. I probably shouldn't have said that on the podcast. What I will say, what I will Sam, say. Sam, you should test this. How how many podcasts well, how many Tide Licks does it take to die from a Tide Pod? From a Tide Pod. What I will say is there is a recipe for edible Tide Pods. You get some gelatin, some jello, and then you make some cream. Uh, and you flavor – you have two different flavors. I think it's a blue – like a, a blue raspberry flavor and a lime flavor. And then you make a little pouch out of gelatin uh, – and then you like cut the jello into like swirls or you you use a swirl mold put those on top uh you make a little gelatin pouch and then you fill that with a nice little like uh a gel cream like a vanilla flavored gel cream so you can you can instead of poisoning yourself you can like have a fun experience with the whole with your whole family making edible tide pods and then and that's when you upload the video to snapchat and send it to your parents because that'll be hilarious because they'll think you're eating the real hey ones. mommy i'm dying <laughs> i'm doing the tide pod pod challenge which is definitely a real thing and not something that teens completely made up for the express purpose of seeing if we would buy it. Mm-hmm. You know what you could also just eat? Tortellini. Food? Yeah, tortellini. Food. Tortellini looks pretty Gushers? much like a, like, like a uncolored Tide Pod. Gush. I think Gushers is the real thing. I, why, like, if you want to really kind of just do it up right, get like um, uh, one of those gross like goo candy things and get like a fruit roll-up and make a little grody fucking dumpling fold over your fruit roll up and put the gooey whatever candy inside and then just crunch down on that bad boy yeah but that's how i wanted to end this podcast if you see someone eating a tide pod let them we don't need them yep they're only doing more harm to this world than good and hey and hey if 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 and hopefully when they do survive They'll never do it again. They'll be a smarter person on the other end. Yes. Sam, how can yes. I follow you? You can follow me on Twitter at Sam Grizzezzes, S-A-M-G-R-E-S-Z-E-S-E-S-E-H-S, on Twitch <laughs> at Robots Fighting Dinosaurs. I got to the I got to the Twitch part before I finished my Twitter part. Uh, I'm on Twitch at Robots Fighting Dinosaurs, also on Instagram at Robots Fighting Dinosaurs. Dave? I'm Droplet Dave. You can find me on Twitter at DrawPlayDave. You can find me on Facebook at the Play Comic. You can find me on Instagram at DrawPlayDave, on Patreon, and of course on the DrawPlay.com. Thank you. Have a delicious Tide Pod dinner, and we'll see you next week where hopefully the bad teams didn't win. <laughs>